Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited about this week's episode because I'm chatting with Mackenzie Taylor all about taking risks and building a brand new business. Mackenzie shares how she's taken several big risks over the course of her career from when she started her wedding photography business to starting a brand new wedding planning business to serve a completely different client. Mackenzie walks us through her process of figuring out which risks are worth taking, how to implement them, and then how to change them along the way. A little bit about Mackenzie is that she is the founder of Cactus Collective Weddings and Electric Sugar Elopements. Mackenzie lives and works in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I know you guys are going to love today's episode. So let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line. Mackenzie, can you say hi to everybody? Hi, my name is Mackenzie. Thank you for being here. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited. I can't wait to talk. We're going to talk about taking risks and building a new business. And uh, I think it's such a good topic. You know, people are afraid of risks. I'm excited to pick your brain. (laughs) Yeah, good. (laughs) So before we get started, let's introduce you to our listeners. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started? Yeah, no worries. That's great. So my name is Mackenzie Taylor. I'm based in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, And I started my photography business, Tailored Photo Memories, about 15 years ago. So um, prior to moving to Las Vegas, I actually worked as a photographer for a university. But as a lot of people probably can attest to, they, you know, had an interest in photography since they were kids or, you know, throughout their life. So I think I shot my first wedding when I was right around 16, which is kind of crazy, but, 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 you know, who would hire a 16 year old, but anyway, um, (laughs) so I did, did officially get paid to do that when I was around that age, but so I'd been dabbling back and forth through the years, you know, with a regular job. And then, um, about 15 years ago, I went full time and started my photography business in Las Vegas. And that was a risk. You know, I moved to a new city and, and started a business from scratch. But, um, but yeah, and then about in 2017, I started another new business after I decided I wanted to start a family. My husband and I, he works in his own business as well. And so I knew I didn't want to necessarily be always gone on the weekends. And I didn't necessarily always want to be working you know, during the golden hour um, or in the evening. So that's when I started Cactus Collective Weddings. And it's been a whole, a whole fun time. Um, so... Yeah, so I'm a mom of two little boys um, living in Las Vegas and doing a couple of businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Actually, my husband and I eloped in Las Vegas. So I love Las Vegas. Fun. Yeah. That's that's what Cactus Collective is all about, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, good. Yeah. I'll have a little experience with that. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. Well, that's so great. I'm so excited to to really talk about this because you know, let's just jump right in. You know, let's talk about risks, you know, being a risk taker in your business. You know, why do you think, you know, taking risks are important for you? 
Well, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not like this crazy risk taker. You know, it, I, I don't think that, I think sometimes people think that, oh my gosh, you know, I got to be like skydiving and doing all this crazy <laughs> stuff to take risks. And I don't necessarily think that's true. I think that, you know, I take calculated risks or things that like feel good. I use my intuition a lot, but, but what, what really made me decide I wanted to start my other business is really sort of out of this desire to have a different schedule. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to scale. And so this idea came to me, but you know, in some regards, you're forced to take risks um, right. depending on what you want in life. You know, So moving to Las Vegas, I wanted to be with my husband. And so I, I you know, jumped jumped into that and just decided to go full-time at that time with my photography business. So that was kind of a forced risk. And I guess I leaned into them. Um, I guess maybe that's the best way to describe it, but it's very fruitful when you just do it and you believe in it and you believe in yourself and you just continue going down the path. Yeah. I mean, do you have to weigh the risks? Like, did you have like conversations with your husband or with yourself or with a friend or a business partner to be like, all right, here are the good things, here are the bad things. What's the worst that can happen? Because I know for me, like starting my business was a risk. Eloping right. in Las Vegas was a risk. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like we, you know, sometimes we do things that are sort of, um, you know, fast and you're like, okay. And then you deal with the repercussions later. I'm just wondering, like, in business, you know, did you sort of plot out any plan or you just like, were like, I'm doing it? Well, <laughs> so the first, when I moved to Las Vegas, that was a little, I had a bit more, I was younger. I had mm-hmm. a bit more um, leeway. I didn't have as much to lose. Maybe yeah. that's the best way to describe it. Like, well, okay, you know, if this doesn't work out, I'll just find a job. <laughs> and so, but I was pretty determined that I was going to be an entrepreneur. So I knew that it was going to work. You know, like those feelings you have, mm-hmm. you just kind of know, I guess. Maybe maybe I'm maybe that's not true for everyone, but I kind of had this feeling that I knew I could do this and I knew that I wanted to do it and I was probably going to do quite a bit to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um so risk does does require pain and maybe I'm the one person out there that won't, you know, say what's popular right now, but it does require a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't just come to you. I've been doing this for 15 years and it's something that you lean into and it takes hard work and it takes a bit of grit. And yeah. so um, know that going into when you're deciding to do something that it does take effort and it doesn't just magically fall into your lap. Yeah. I think we all know that logically, but there's a, there is a lot of, you know, dream it and believe it and it will happen kind of stuff as well, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think there's but, a difference between like manifesting the life you want and then also like being, um, taking inspired action to create the yes. life you want. So I think a risk could be considered also inspired action to, to follow your dreams and to like start your business. I know for me, I didn't really know what inspired action was, but like right. when I quit my job, my husband and I had got married. I quit my corporate cushy job. I moved to Hong Kong to be with him because we were long distance and um, he's an architect. And that was a huge risk, right? I was yeah. like, okay, I'm leaving my whole life. I just got married. 
and I'm starting this whole new thing and it it paid off, but it was really hard. You know, I I like that you say that things take work because they do. Like you you have to put in your time, you have to put in your elbow, you know, you got to pay your dues a little bit. You got to rub, yeah. get some elbow grease, get dirty. And then you got to figure out what you want and what you don't want. It sounds like you, you know, you figured out later on, you didn't want to work every weekend. You wanted to have a family. Right. You want to change your schedule. And then you took a risk to create a new business that would allow you to do that. Yes. And it was definitely uncomfortable. So don't get me wrong. The first time when I moved to Las Vegas, I'm like, you know, pretty like, powerful woman mentality. And I was like, am I moving for a man? Ah. And, and I did I did seek guidance and counsel on that, definitely. And I am one that reaches out and you know, really talks to a lot of people and gathers thoughts. And don't don't get me wrong, like this is not something that um I did without having any conversations with anybody. And then the second business, yes, I I just felt a calling for it because as a photographer, you do tend to work mostly weekends and mostly like later in the day, or that's how my schedule was anyway. And so um, what was weird though, is because it was awkward for a little bit because I essentially, though I didn't want to, let me tell you a little bit about Cactus Collective. So, so it makes a bit more sense. Sure. So Cactus Collective Weddings is a um, elopement company. So we plan micro weddings and elopements. And this was interesting timing because this was actually all before um 2020. Okay. So I started this in 2017 and I eloped as well. So nice. I so cool. decided this yeah, this inspired me that I I didn't want to get married in uh, Las Vegas Chapel necessarily, but we did want a quick we got engaged and then 4 days later we wanted to get married. Oh. So, yeah, so it was kind of like, well, yes, we better get this done. <laughs> but as a photographer and someone in the wedding industry, I didn't want to necessarily like skimp on photos and chapels and stuff in in my city. They're inclusive. So you have to use their photographers and stuff like that. So and I also wanted a beautiful scenery and a in a meaningful ceremony. So because I was in the industry, I found my friends and we just went out to a beautiful spot and got married. But what made me realize is other people have to want to do this. It can't just be me that like, you know, seeks out having an intimate quick wedding, but doesn't want to necessarily skimp on the details of having beautiful photos, meaningful ceremony, all this stuff. So it started there. And then what actually ended up happening is that I sort of turned into a planner, but I had a really, really hard time identifying with that because I 100% identify as a photographer. Right. I will always introduce myself as a photographer first. And people look at me like, well, you're a planner. But that's been like, you know, over the years, I've kind of like come into this space. Um, and I'm definitely not a full service wedding planner. But it, it's definitely, there is awkward moments. That mm -hmm. was awkward for me. It was like an identity shift a little bit because I still rely on my photography hat um, as my identity. Right. Um, so growing with that um, and changing skill sets, you know, that, that was a big risk, risk too. Like I had to learn all about parks and um, permitting. And in, in my city, Las Vegas, there's lots of restrictions on where you can do commercial activity in like national parks and state parks and stuff like that. I don't know if that's the case everywhere else, but I think it is here because we have so many people that get married here, you know, mm -hmm. it, it would, um, 
the parks and stuff would be very overflowed with folks getting married. So, so yeah, I had to learn a whole bunch of new skill sets. It wasn't just me and my cameras anymore. It was me. And now I have 60 vendors. Um, so, you know, you kind of like get into something and you test the waters and then it sort of took off. Um, but I did have to really lean into the comfortable, uncomfortable moments and, um, go with it. And, and I have to say that it's been fantastic because what it has done is it has allowed me to scale, which is one area that I also wanted to um, improve in my business as a single photographer. You can only shoot so many weddings by yourself. Yeah. Um, There's only so many sunsets a year, you know, so the income level increased. Um, I was able to support more folks in my community. So I hire photographers, I hire ministers, and, um, and I was also able to, I, I mean, I, I, we survived COVID because was it, what it was is, um, we had a lot of people that needed to have these kind of weddings right during that time. That's awesome. I love that. That's so good. So from your experience, you know, h- how has taking the risks, you know, helped you build this brand new business? Like, do you feel like there was anything you could have done differently or do you feel like you just like you nailed it out of the gate oh you know <laughs> there's always <laughs> things you can do differently um i would say that so the biggest risk too when you're doing a transition like this is i did have a bit more to lose i guess this time around with the second business because you know i was pregnant at the time mm-hmm. and my husband's business, it was fine, but it wasn't necessarily something that I was like, yeah, you can support us at the same level we are right now. So there definitely was some financial risk. And um, I, you definitely have to weigh what you're comfortable with and what's realistic. But I also have been a proponent of going with it, making calculated risks, especially in terms of marketing, because that's always an area where you're like, well, I don't know if that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, that's that's the biggest areas. The financial risk the second time was much more cumbersome, but I didn't necessarily have the tools and the resources financially to hire, you know, like a business coach. Right. And so... I just kind of had to had to go with it. I asked a lot of friends. I, I have a bit of a knack for networking and creating relationships with people. And I did have a friend that was um, starting out as a business coach herself. And so that relationship did flourish for me. And she actually is the one that helped me kind of create some packages from a, you know, she worked in a bit of a corporate setting. So bundling packages like this was totally different than the photography business I had. And so she helped me with that. So I I used resources to the best of my ability when it came to finances. And then I also seeked support from people that, you know, were in my life a bit more Mm -hmm. versus maybe hiring out as much as I do now. So I definitely, you know, have grown to a capacity where I can hire folks for, you know, their specific skill sets. So that might be contrary to some popular opinion too, but, um, but yeah, I did, I would say that if I could afford it, I would have hired more professionals in the very specific niches and skill sets to help me along the way. Yeah. 
I love that. We've, we've had a lot of um, financial people on the show um, who we actually just had a great one a few weeks ago, Danielle mm-hmm. yeah. from Kickstart yeah. Accounting. And, yeah. you know, she basically said that you need three people in your corner. You need a CPA, a, C- a CFO, and then like a, a bookkeeper. And yeah. I feel like if you have those people in your corner, you can you can make a calculated risk in in mm-hmm. the best way possible, right? Like right. you said you you lucked out with a friend who was starting to be a business coach. And if for people who are listening who don't have that, investing, you know, what you can into someone that you can afford, um, who can help you take a big risk or at least see, you know, show you the way a little bit is probably going to be worth it if it works out. Yeah, I can say that without a doubt, um, hiring um, a strategic bookkeeper is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It has taken a lot of weight off my shoulders with like that kind of like, well, I'm not that good with numbers, but I'm just going to wing it and hope it works out. <laughs> um, she's been fantastic for me. And and that would be, thanks for bringing that up because that would probably be the the person that I would have ideally liked to hire in the beginning mm-hmm. because it's been way less stressful knowing what you have and knowing a bit more of the projections of what you can do in the future. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and I and I've luckily always had a great relationship with the CPA and someone, and that's I know that you already had an episode about this, but finding someone that you can like really talk to is important. It doesn't you don't have to be like worried about asking stupid questions. Just ask the questions and feel comfortable with them because they should be someone that you can that you you should be asking those questions if you have yeah. them. So yeah, you don't know what you don't know. So exactly, yeah, and you want someone you can trust. And who right. is like familiar with your type of business, you know, like at my CPA, I've had her for a really long time, but she focuses on small business owners and she works with a lot of photographers. So, right. you know, she knows how to handle my retainers and payments and taxes and all this stuff. And, and that's what I needed. And actually recently, I don't know if I share this in an episode, but I hired a bookkeeper because even though I got on QuickBooks, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, st- I still mm-hmm. messed it up. And I'm like, you know what? I-, I can't do this anymore. So yeah, I think understanding your strengths and your weaknesses is going to be a big benefit to taking risks. <laughs> yes, 100% for sure. I love that. So I know we kind of said a couple of recommendations, but I would love for you to share you know, your recommendations on what maybe our listeners should avoid when it comes to taking a risk and building a new business. It's great. (laughs) So things to avoid. So this is maybe a personal note, but I avoid going into debt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's probably the biggest thing for me is like, I actually did really work hard in my photography business to help supplement this other business. And I didn't want to go into, you know, massive debt to do so. Um, I don't necessarily, you know, some people would agree with saying that some people wouldn't, but I wasn't in a position where I wanted to take a line of credit on my, on my business or anything like that. So that was one thing. Um, something else to avoid, I would avoid, <laughs> again, <laughs> these might be a little controversial, but I would avoid partnership. Oh, why? um, maybe, I mean, I, I have, done a partnership in the past and actually it was it was great we had a um we separated but just because it just wasn't really working mm-hmm. but um if you are somebody that 
tends to like to work by yourself, I would seek counsel and maybe pay consultants and contractors versus going into a straight up partnership unless you 100% know that you're both bringing different skill sets to the table. Mm-hmm. And so um, Cactus Collective was formed and definitely it had a lot of hiccups and bumps along the way, but I didn't have to basically, I, I could make the decisions myself. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to rely on somebody else or, you know, a quorum vote or anything like that. Yeah. We, we've had a guest, a guest on two guests, a biz birthday bash and they're like, best friends. They met online and they started a business together and it was a great episode, but I was like, wow, that's a huge risk. Like they didn't even, it's a big risk. Yeah. It's a big risk. So bringing on a partner, maybe not the best thing initially, but again, if you've got this person and you're like, they're going to help me, I don't know. You have to weigh it, right? You have to think about it. You definitely have to weigh it. I mean, there's definitely different situations that I'm exploring now that I would have a partnership on, but it's a totally different thing. So make sure if you do go into that line that you would be totally in alignment and you definitely need to get a a lawyer, go through all the details with that. If you do a partnership, um, like a, a legal partnership, because there's a lot of stuff in that. That's <laughs> not my skill set, contracts, yeah. agreements, stuff like that. That's would be one area that I would highly recommend if you go, if you do go that route. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, definitely. So is there anything that you sort of struggled with when you started out? I, I know we've kind of like talked about it a little bit here and there, but when you started oh, Texas, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah what definitely. did you struggle with? <laughs> um I mean the big the biggest thing is what what am I doing? Like is this going to work? You know, constantly I was um, sort of that imposter syndrome as well. That's something that I couldn't even say I struggle with now mm-hmm. because I, like I mentioned, really identified as a photographer and still do. And people often call me a planner. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something I continue to struggle with. Um, I also struggled with well, the business is photography. Cactus Collective is photography focused. I did start it with that like grain of intuition that people really wanted high quality photography. Um, I don't shoot as much. And so that's been something I've struggled with too. Like I I still have my other photography business and it's it's beautiful in one way that I can really pick and choose what I want to do. But it's also, you know, something that because I identify so much with being a photographer, I don't do as much. Yeah. So that's been kind of a struggle to like figure that out. And then, I mean, honestly, the the other struggle is always finding and managing people. So mm-hmm. when you're in a business that's growing and a bit bigger, you know, I'm always looking for new contractors, like the folks that actually service the weddings, photographers, ministers, um, videographers, all those, because we hire those those folks and then the couple doesn't have to worry about it. So it's an inclusive service. But then I also have to hire my internal team now. Like I've brought on employees, like the real ones, not just contractors. That's been a change in the last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, that's a big change. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, hiring, you know, strategic coaches or, um, you know, just, just more hiring. So there's people to manage basically. Yeah. And and then there's also the, you know, the struggle of, because I now have people, I have to um, hit certain thresholds of revenue. Right. 
to make things going. It's not just me anymore. And, and I love that. That's one area that I do love. I love relationships and I love um, leadership in that way. But don't get me wrong. It's still, you know, always in the back of your mind a little bit. While yeah. it's been great for my family and my finances and growing a community of folks, it also has, you know, more pressure basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting to hear like you, what you wanted, you got it. You know, yes. like you got your schedule that you wanted, and you're having like it doesn't. It's not like um, I don't want to say regret, but it's also right. like sometimes you get stuff and you're like, oh, maybe I didn't mm-hmm. really want that, <laughs> like, or or you right. have to or you have to sit sit in it for a while and be like, okay, I I accept this. I'm no longer the full time photographer. You're a part time photographer and a full time you know, wedding planner, you know what I mean? Like you have to figure yes, out your that's, new, yeah, figure out your new role and come to terms with it and then just like accept it. I feel like. <laughs> yes, you're 100% right. And, um, and definitely that's something that that's been a struggle for me. Like the internal struggle of like, Oh, am I a photographer anymore? And like looking like, Oh my gosh, that's changed. Or, you know, should I get the new Canon bodies? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, but I don't need them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's like, oh my gosh, do I really need to get them? <laughs> I know, I know. Gear, gear FOMO is so true. Is so real. It's so it's so real. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's so funny because I feel like for me, like I'm not at this stage yet, but I do have my exit plan. I do have my strategy because um, I'm not going to be a wedding photographer forever. Just because I'm just, you know, you're. It's hard on your body, and right. it's a lot of hours and stuff, but I mean, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, but like I am already working on my exit plan. So like for me, the risk will be once I announce, like I'm officially done with weddings and then I'm a full-time family photographer, you know, it's going to be for me, a brand new business, even though I already have it, you know, happening, it's just like a brand new full-time business. So it's going to be interesting. And uh, maybe we'll have to talk when, when that happens in in six years or whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely, I think that, you know, weddings, being a wedding photographer, one thing I've learned is that we get pretty good, like bang for the buck, you know, like you can usually go out on a weekend, you make good amount of money for that weekend. And then if you're going to transition to something else, it it burns a little bit. I don't know. Like, like, oh, I have to do this many sessions to make up for what I was making before. So, um, that that's different, and then I I can attest to that. I you know I get a few inquiries for weddings, and I don't do a ton of weddings. It's almost it's just a different um, different for me now. But it's fun to see them, and then it's also knowing when to turn down um, things that aren't appropriate, or when my other business is in a position where we're very busy. For instance, yeah. like certain weekends that are hot weekends, I just cannot take my own wedding because it. I'm the backup photographer for my business now. Oh wow. So that's yeah. that's interesting, you know. Yeah, especially in COVID. Yeah, for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's nice that you have a built-in. <laughs> right. You know, that is one thing that one thing that I feel like is great about the model that I picked is that I still have skill sets and I still um can contribute to like the creative aspects of the business when needed, basically. Right. I love that. Well, this has been so great. But before you know, we end the show, I always like to give our listeners um, some important takeaways and tangible tips. So I would love for you 
I mean, this whole episode is great and it's full of all this stuff, but just like a bullet point or a bullet list of like, you know, maybe a couple tips that people can, can, you know, think about or look into if they're deciding to take a big risk, like where, what are like the three things they should start with? Well, tangible things, I think that get on your Audible and podcast lists and start like digging through stuff and just gathering as much information as you can. Um, It could be about the business that you're interested in starting, or it could be about even the... um, one second, sorry. Even the the feelings around it. So I'm I'm a little bit more feelings based. So I did a lot of research on you know how to take risks or how to um, business development sort of books um, in in podcasts. So definitely gather information and just go into like a huge um, absorbing mode, education mm-hmm. mode. That's that's one big takeaway. And then. Um, I definitely think, like your other your other um, guest had mentioned, you know, hiring people that you can trust with financial information. Mm-hmm. So whether that be um, a highly skilled bookkeeper or um, and or a CPA, I think those are great resources to to get into, especially if you're in a business already and deciding to grow an additional business. So that would be another takeaway. And then um, just start talking to people. It can be scary to talk to people, especially close people that you're close with that might think you're crazy. Um, but start having conversations about it. Maybe it's like the outer circle of friends. And then you kind of start talking with the inner circle. Because what I've found is that people know people and then they start talking and referring you to folks that might be able to help you. Yeah. I love that. So those are my probably my biggest three. And then just go with your gut too. Yeah. Um, Bonus tip, go with your gut. <laughs> go with your gut, believe in yourself um, and, you know, take calculated risks. Yeah. I love this. This is such an inspiring talk. Thank you so much. I feel oh, like bet. people listening will be like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to research it and I'm going to jump right in. And that's what we're all about here. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, you this bet. Is, this has been great. Um, Thank you. Before we let you go, let's tell everybody how they can find out more about you, your services, and say hello online. Yeah. So you can find us at Cactus Collective Weddings on Instagram. And then we've also recently launched a new brand, which is kind of exciting. It's called Electric Sugar Elopements. Ooh, I love that Um, name. Yeah, I know. It makes you feel a little inspired in its own way, right? Yeah. Um, And then you can, if you're um, interested in you know, seeing me personally, it's Mackenzie Taylor on Instagram. It's M-C-K-E-N-Z-I Taylor. Um, and then you can find us on the web, Cactus Collective Weddings or Electric Sugar Elopements. Um, it'd be great to hear from you, though. I'd be happy to help if you have any, like, you know, burning questions about transitioning in business or starting something new. I love that. Well, thank you so much. You guys can swipe on up right now. Click on the show notes and let Mackenzie know you listened to today's episode and be sure to uh, find her on Instagram. So you guys can just click on the links and say hi to Mackenzie. Mackenzie, thank you so much for being here. This is so amazing. I hope you have. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you come back soon. I hope you like 
today's episode. I want to give a big shout out and a huge thank you to Mackenzie for being our wonderful guest today. It was a pleasure getting to talk to you and find out more about how to take risks in your business. If you guys want to find out more about Mackenzie, you guys can swipe on up, click on the show notes and let her know you listened to today's episode. All right. I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye you guys.